got your only boys, the hot boy crew, always coming in fresh and hot. Uh, this is the special tribute episode to Mr. Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, big the original machismo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most deaf. Like, um, I know we just dropped the episode, guys, but as Chris said, like this was like we we couldn't. It'll be the service to us as wrestling fans and to the public by not covering this because this this was a big loss. Like, um, even especially from like that real nineties, I would gotta say, like, is this kind of like one of the big losses from the at- first big losses from the Attitude Era? Like, with some time, yeah, passed in between. Okay, I I definitely do think that this is probably like the biggest name from the Attitude Era, honestly. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's correct. You know, probably, like, one of the, like, the really big original, like, 90s WWF days. Mm -hmm. Definitely the, somebody that wrestled on the original role. Back when they were at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, I was about like, to say indie raw, indie raw, indie raw, yeah. selling nothing but Ico Pro <laughs> products. Somebody that led us into the next, you know, the next century into the you know the two thousands and stuff. Like, because if you think about other other wrestlers, like some of them guys are like seventies or eighties guys, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. But Scott Hall, when you think of like Razor or Scott Hall, you think you know you're going straight to the nineties, especially like. The attitude ever. Yeah. And is you know, what's crazy is like he's had such a big influence on a lot of um a lot of guys who are even on the main roster now and are even wrestling in a couple of other different places. Like he's had such a big uh influence in their career and uh it shows. You know, we oh. we, we all we all had our our, our takes on, on on Scott Hall and this kind of I don't want make I don't want to make this kind of like a rise and fall, but that dude really just he fell in a bad hard place, and you know really rose up again. You know we this is a conversation we probably could have had about Scott Hall honestly like ten years ago. And you would think it would have ha- happened, not not yeah, like put it on him, but you like Chris no. said, like it, it it really is like we this is you know if. This is a conversation we probably would have had um, just about 10 years ago. And, you know, it sucks. It's sad. You know, and I think we probably spoke about it in the other podcast. I know he had a broken hip, got that replaced, had surgery, um, ended up having, you know, blood clots, suffered three heart attacks, which is, you know, really, really crazy. But, you know, we were really, we were gifted with 10 years of Scott Hall, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, got, got some help. Um, with you know, with you know, being around DDP, um, so it's really been more of a miracle and a bit of a uh, triumphant story. You know, it's been kind of out there; it's been documented. Like the last ten years, he'll say it's it's definitely been a gift. He got a chance to like reconnect not only with family, but really kind of just like make amends and be able to kind of just like do him. You know, do you know do what he needed to do, and you know it's it's very unfortunate, but you know we, you know we we lost a bad guy. Yeah, and nah, I you you're right on with that. I I seen the picture of like you know with the click. Yeah, and I thought 
there was a time, definitely like during like the two thousands, like when Sean first came back to WWE, and you see Sean, you know he's on the right path, you know, yeah, religious now, and then you know Triple H, we all know Triple H was never the drinking or drug guy. Um, and then I looked at the picture and I'm like, yo, X Pac, oh, Nash didn't really have like a crazy, you never heard of any crazy like drug problem stories, but you know he had his rough days and stuff, and you thought like, damn, like. To be honest, uh, you know, a couple of the guys in this picture could have been gone already. True. Yeah. Like it's um is pretty pretty tragic uh tragic. And you know, a lot of people don't know like again how much of a big influence, like apart from, you know, Scott Hall and you got Kevin Nash, like they really they were trendsetters, like, you know, like that whole curtain call. And then moving into WCW, that set precedent that literally just it, it shocked the, the you know the waves. I must say it still carries on to this it day. It still carries on to this day. Like th- such a huge influence, not only uh just because of that move, you know, on screen, but like off the screen. Like those guys were responsible for a lot of those, you know, a lot of the guys today getting those guaranteed deals. Yeah, you know, you know what 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 Nash and Hall say. You know, get that bread. Yeah, get that bread. <laughs> you know, get it. You know, at the end of the day, this is a business. I know a lot of people who grew up wrestling. You know, that's their dream. You yeah. know, to be a wrestler. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be an adult too. You got to take care of your finances. And dumb two took care of their finances better than anybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's stupid. <laughs> it, it, it was Mr. Straight to the Bank. You know? He was like, this brother needs to get. Paid, paid. Yeah. You know, and, and they, like you said, they set precedence for what happens still today to this industry. Everything we see now is just a blueprint of what they did. Yeah, from fractions to how people handle their business and all that. It's the way that oh, the crossover. Oh, what's going on over there? Like what's like when they first went to you know we're gonna talk about it when they went to you know crossover to the next brand. Mm-hmm. You know, people didn't know like is this real? This a work? Like what is going on? We didn't. Nobody knew. Like nobody knew what was going on. All I remember was these dudes fucking just showing up, and we're like, uh, "Did we not just see you on on Raw? Like, what's what's going on?" Mm-hmm. And without the gimmick, well, kinda, yeah, kind of with the gimmick a little bit because that's how they got. But it was like very. Like it really was like the wrestling's fourth wall had been broken. Yeah, it was very tough and cheap. Like, mm, what y'all doing here? Like we all knew, you know, for it, it was so crazy because even for a long time, I still know people that kind of like stopped watching wrestling for for quite some time to be like, "Yo, is like, yeah, Scott Hall isn't he Spanish?" Is like, nah. <laughs> Yo, funny thing about Scott Hall. Because I said it earlier to you guys, and I'll touch on my podcast. Like, I didn't really have that um, much. Like, not, like, been around the block with Scott and, like, his wrestling career. And so one of my things, too, always, like, with the knowledge of, like, the WWE tapes and learning up on wrestling history, I'm, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what was Homeboy's ethnicity? I think everybody was. Because Is he really, like, yo, where, where he at? Like, What's the what's the background? Yo, somebody tweeted yesterday, like one of his greatest accomplishments is 
um, convincing everybody he was Cuban for like a good 20 years. Yeah, for, <laughs> I, I kid you not. Like, you want to talk about kayfabe? And living the gimmick? And living the gimmick? Everyone did. And obviously, if you know the backstory, he copied his, you know, that whole gimmick from, from Scarface. Yeah. Coming in with, you always remember the, uh, the straight up ivory uh, suit. I'll still mm-hmm. never forget he shot that promo out in Washington Heights. Mm. I still will never forget that fucking promo. And I was just like, hold up. Yo, this shit, this this hood look a little familiar. <laughs> and I mean he's walking down the street and he just goes and he's like by one of like the, the little corner supermarket and grabs a fruit. Still will always remember that driving around in the caddy or even yet that makeshift restaurant when the uh the waitress gives him the bill and he's just like this bill for me. <laughs> what you talking about? He's like, Do you know who I am? Like it's just it's it's just so many like crazy crazy memories. I was gonna say, especially with that gimmick, because that was the around the new generation where Gimmicks were a plenty, but nobody was hardly getting over. And then that was like one of the yeah. standout gimmicks of that era, and like how he was able to like use the theme of what they were pushing at the time for a very character based, but to just really make it pop. It was one of the very few. It wasn't like a hokey gimmick. Like he's not coming in some fucking comic book hokey pokey Aldo Montoya type shit, like. It was like, oh, you know what? That's uh, I get it. That's I think it was it was it was pretty cool. It was like one of those things that one of those very few gimmicks in the early '90s, you know that that actually work that can still hold up to today's age. That is also kind of true. And and no no other gimmick at that at least at that time was even gonna be in that lane at all. Like you couldn't compare it to anything else. There was there was two things. I think they. There's three gimmicks, like kind of going off top. There's like three gimmicks that kind of falls out and like peaks out in in like my head in like the '90s that I feel like were way ahead of its time. That was definitely Razors, definitely number one. Um, Waylon Mercy, way ahead of its time. Very, you know, kind of like uh, a playoff, like where um, Bray Wyatt pretty much based his character was. And funny enough, like. He was a bit of an inspiration. That cult-like leader uh, gimmick, that was way ahead of its time. And that, and last, but certainly not least, Goldust. Okay. Those, Goldust would have been huge right now. Huge. He'd probably have been a champion. But like <laughs> that gimmick back in, what, I want to say, what, 95? Like, people was just like, uh, what in the flying fuck is this? <laughs> But and and I still remember I you know me still being uh, a kid at the time I'm probably like ten or eleven I was like it's interesting but I was very fortunate still at that time I was like I I get this it's yeah. so odd it's so out there and fast yeah, yeah. forward like you just like you'd still look at it in two thousand and two like twenty five years ago you're like damn that character still holds weight till today. With a couple of little tweaks here and there. 
Obviously, the sexual and the windows have to yeah. be toned down. Yeah, you know, we live in this. <laughs> like, ooh, no, that's offensive. But who knows? With the new community now, they might just be like, oh, you know, he, they're, they're mocking us. <laughs> yeah, that, that one could go a lot of ways. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, isn't it self inclusion? But, you know, that's for, that's for another different conversation. Yeah, but, but, but Razor to keep that gimmick because that was a time too as you said like where gimmicks were just flaming out yeah in the early 90s and then... just hokey yeah very hokey and that's still you know it held up yeah and then oddly enough his feud with Sean for the IC belt you know Sean mm-hmm. Lee's they can't decide who's the IC champ they have the ladder match which which was the first ladder match Crazy shit. That was literally my first ever WWE event ever. Oh, you went? Mania ten? Mania ten. Uh that was at the garden. No, you did you went? That was literally my first ever um atten- um you know event that I was able to attend. Nah, because it's funny. I'm dead ass watching like I-, I haven't muted, but I'm watching WrestleMania 10 like right now. Mm-hmm. I did not know you attended that. That's crazy. Yeah. I an old time mania right there. I, if I see Chris, I'll yell it out. <laughs> um, who knows? You might probably can't because I wasn't too far off from. I'm about to say, where was you sitting? So I was sitting from like where the entrance was on the second level. Okay. So I don't know if like it, it'll be it'll be tough, but I was that's where exactly where I was sitting at. Um, and that was that was my first my first ever event. Um that I really got a chance to see in live. And it was, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty sick. I, I have a poster um, in, in my apartment and it's, is that match with Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall. What did, what uh, did you think when the lead up to the, like, they was like, Oh, there's going to be a ladder match for the, for the IC belt. That was unheard of. No one knew like this was that, that match is, um, it's literally the, I want to say it was a standard at the time. Like you had a ladder match, that was the standard. That was the first match that you know that I think of. Like that was that was it. That was the first ever ladder match that we ever had. Yeah. Damn. You know, and, and for the belt too. So it's like, yeah. You know, Sean is gone. They come back. Who's gonna be the real champ? Yeah, they unified it. Uh, still remember being a kid seeing uh, Shawn Michaels bare ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being dragged down. Um, and it, like, this ain't WrestleMania. Yeah, it's it sucks. Is um, it's definitely crazy. I, again, I got remember I got a chance to uh, to meet him a couple of years ago at a at a WrestleCon event, and I was one of like the the last ones. It was, it was cool. We got a chance to just kind of like really, you know, shoot the shit with him for for a few minutes. He was already done. We were about to, you know, they were about to kind of like close up. Um, and I told him that was my first match I ever saw. And till this day, it's still one of my one of my favorite matches. Um, to this day, um, you know, he he talked about how he never he, he was always very open, especially when it when it comes to to fans, because he said like you know like I I love this atmosphere. I um, I was a kid who loved wrestling just as well, so he like he understands exactly you know kind of like when fans come up to him and they praise him. Uh, on, on certain things, he's just like, look, like I'm just. He was like one of those guys, genuinely just like following his dreams, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
and it's, it, it sucks. It's very unfortunate, selfish, you know, side of me. Um, because I really want, I have that that poster, and I really wanted to, uh, for him to get, you know, for for that to get signed. Um, you know, on my way down to Dallas, and I was kind of like very, you know, very excited about it. I know he, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if he's gonna be there with, um, you know, having that that hip injury. I was like, there's no way he's he's making that trip. But you know, hopefully, you know, give him a speed recovery, meet him, uh, you know, another time next year, whatever the case is, and then, you know couple of weeks later you know he, he's not doing so well mm-hmm. yeah so like it, it sucks i was like that was like one thing i was like really looking forward um to kind of just like meeting him again and just being able to to get that for for personal momentum reasons that's a really cool poster bro yeah yeah that's that's definitely like a gem right there that's i didn't even i didn't even know that was your first event yeah, like that's like that's an old time mania right there. A lot of stuff happened in that mania. March 20, 1994. Showing yeah. the age, showing the true age. <laughs> yeah, and that's and, like that's the first. I believe that was like the first mania at the Hogan left. Uh yeah. This and this was this was back when um because I remember this wasn't like your traditional manias when they're like oh yeah it's at at seven o'clock nah this was like some three four p.m. type event. Yeah, WWE used to have like very early shows. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Yeah, like you know this the events weren't fucking eight hours long. Um, they were started at the nighttime. Yeah, like nah the only, that was never never a thing. Like their pay per views. Was very early afternoon. Even I still remember WrestleMania Nine. Caesar's yeah. Caesar's Palace. Yeah, because like Mania Ten was like, you know, at the Hogan and a couple of those guys left. It was like you could tell like Brett and and Sean and them was like, all right, now it's, let us show that we could run this company and stuff. Yeah, I guess I'll turn to step up. And they showed their ass off that night. <laughs> They're like, oh. Oh, you didn't know what we about to be. So, so, oh yeah, so I, right, so when when you heard about the curtain call for the first time, mm-hmm. like, like, what did you think of that? Um, at the time when I first saw it, or now? I mean, around that time, like the atmosphere, like you know, the, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard the rumors like that. You know, Hall and I should be even. Honestly, I did not at that time. That was never that was never a thing. I did not. I didn't know what happened until I want to say maybe around ninety seven. So, so you didn't essentially you didn't know until like when they started showing up in WCW and all that stuff. No, I knew, and I was just kind of like, "Yo, like what what's going on here?" Like as a as a fan, I'm like, "Okay, what the fuck is this?" Like. Okay, so we got Razor Ramon, we got Diesel on WCW Nitro. Like, what, what, what's going on? Is this like, are we, you know, kind of thinking at that time, like, oh, is this like, uh, oh, you know, you can have them for a little bit? Because I always, rem- I remember seeing, you know, wrestling back in the days where guys would go into different promotions, and that's how that's how business was done. And I vaguely remember. Um, WWF doing stuff like that well, at the ECW. time, apart yeah. from apart from ECW. So for me, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is just kind of like, you know, a thing. Oh yeah, I saw him at WCW, and it wasn't until like 
the story developed and I'm able to kind of catch on like, oh, okay. Like, I guess they're here. They're, they're, you know, they're here forever. But that whole video, I didn't, I, I, I never saw the video. I didn't know what the story, you know, behind it was. Oh, this was, you know, money thing. We needed to do our own thing. This is not what we want. If it wasn't for that footage, we, we would never yeah. Have 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 ever gotten a chance to see that? I'm and I'm the one thing that I'm so fucking surprised because the current call happened what ninety what ninety five ninety six ninety six yeah ninety six yeah, like what the fuck was my what my man had a camcorder back then like how the fuck <laughs> were you able to get that in? Yeah, um, the dude that actually recorded it, like uh, I remember like like many a time last year they I think they're doing a documentary on WWE, but he went to like he goes to like every event every. Yeah. WWE event, and I I guess it started around that time he first going and I guess he snuck yeah snuck the camera in and whatever. I think it's like thing. a whole camcorder in Madison Square Garden. Like e- that either tells you either he was slick, but we all know that that garden security be slacking, especially back in those days. Back in those I days, <laughs> I was like, "What in the fucking flying fuck? How did you sneak in?" And it's not like today's age. Like, all right, you know. You'll have a recording device, and you can just, you know, put your phone out or your fucking iPad, whatever the fuck you have on. It's not, an, it's not an issue. And this man honestly snuck a camcorder, a whole RCA type recorder <laughs> from yeah. Radio Shack, and had a camcorder. <laughs> from Radio Shack. <laughs> it, look, he either got it from Radio Shack. Uh, nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> that's a throwback. <laughs> um, maybe PC Richards at the time, or maybe his local uh, electronic store. But my man snuck in that, and I I know they did like a little brief, uh, I guess a little brief segment, and they brought the guy out. And he's like, yeah, you know, I snuck this in, you know, and I saw it. But it's it's so iconic. I don't even know if hopefully my man's getting some type of royalties off of that because. Yeah, they've been using yeah. that clip forever. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh, we... WWE, they they compensate him like very well. Like he, yeah. he goes like all over. Like I remember last year, man, it was like they did like a whole thing on him. Like Vince knows him. Like everybody knows him very well. Yeah, it's like it's so iconic. It's almost it's almost if that didn't happen, no one would ever see it. It's it's like almost very similar to Will Chamberlain scoring a hundred points. We know have we have no documentation of this game. We yeah, just we got have, a piece of paper. We just got a piece of paper that says 100. Yeah, 100. 100 what? Yeah, I'm about to do that. I'm 100 chicks that like you sm- Like, what, like, 100 what? 100 chicks you smashed? Like, we all know Will Chamberlain <laughs> was that was that dude. Yeah. You know, we know he was the original Rico Suave back in his time. But that was it. Like, I, I kind of almost compare it to that. Like, if we never... We just like, oh yeah, someone scored it. Like, okay, what's really proof you have? The closest thing we have is Will Chamberlain holding uh, a a piece of paper that says one hundred. And if we we could have might have heard the curtain call, and it might have just been a rumor. Um, obviously something like that would never have been on like oh secret tapes because I know um, WWE they've record they've been recording all of their shit since like the late eighties. Whether it's a uh, how yeah, they got tapes on tapes. They got tapes upon tapes upon tapes, 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 tapes. Like, no matter what event it is, like, they recorded everything. That WWE library is, like, exclusive to the T. 
So, and I doubt they would have ever shown anything like that. Mm. But if it wasn't for if it wasn't for that man who was able to sneak in his, you know, video photography device. And, and, and devices that like the right work. And like you said, that wasn't like some small shit back no. in the day. My man, my man brought in the trench coat. My man was moving like Kramer. Yeah. I was about to say, yo, that's one of my favorite songs. Episodes when he has to bootleg that movie, bro. That's yeah. like a top ten Seinfeld episode for me. Yeah, that, that episode's hilarious, but um, it's it's crazy. Like that was an iconic moment. Like, yeah, which which you know later on, later on that. Season, I was gonna say too, and it's like I guess with Scott Hall, I guess what everybody kind of felt it because in some way, like now that we talk about it, from anywhere from like the new generation ever to like now, he has somehow some way like made his mark in wrestling history yeah. all throughout. Like, even with that curtain call. Without that curtain call, there's no rise of Austin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, And then, you know, Triple H, quote-unquote, was shelved yeah. for a while. He was supposed to ring, was supposed to win King of the Ring. He got, yeah. he got punished. That brought in the age of Austin. We got the, to hit the infamous speech. Mm-hmm. You know the Austin, the, the famous Austin three sixteen. Like none of that stuff would have, you know, honestly would have happened if you really look. If the current halt never happened, yeah. Because we get a we get a summer like like I was telling you last year that summer of ninety six where you know those two guys leave. You still got Brent Sean, but you lose lose these two guys. Then the whole thing that happened at Bash at the Beach, and yeah. WCW just riding high from there yeah. on. They just whooping WWF ass for like two years. And if you don't got a guy like Austin to like lead that, and y'all, and they lost Sean in the midst of that, and Brett, you know when Sean lost his smile and he needed to take some time to uh, to search it, find it, <laughs> to find yeah. find his smile. He wasn't having sunny days no more. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's funny because I was like reading up on like. When they whole thing was going on, and right around the time when they wasn't together no more, he, he lost his smile. Yeah, he was, you know, it's like my back is jacked. I'm depressed. He, he mad that Brett was getting them sunny days. Well, there's, there's, to this day, um, that has never, it, it, it's those allegations were false. Yeah, my man Brett said, I'm a family man. I'm a family man, <laughs> but. I'm a family man. Yeah, like everyone was suspecting. Even his wife at the time was just like, "Oh, I'm hearing rumors. You out here, you know, fucking this bitch on the road." And Sunny, she's she's very hands, uh, you know, yeah. she she'll she's tell all. She don't care, you know. Um, but there was a, a certain uh, family member from the the Hart family that may have dibble and dabble in uh, a little Sunny side up. Oh, oh, Jesus. Who, who, who we talking about? Davy Boy? You know, uh, um, uh, hey man, these they, these guys are gone now. You know, <laughs> he was just like, uh, I'll definitely show you the stick from Manchester. Let you know why we're so great in Britain. I'm dead, but I was, I was gonna um, I was gonna uh, want ask the question. I was gonna say, why didn't you think either between WWE or WCW? He never got like the a main title run. Um, 
I, that's a very interesting question, but like looking back, he didn't need it. Okay. Yeah. Like he, it's it sucks to say because I I hate putting the the title on it, but he was the the main top mid card guy that if you wanted to slip into a main event spot, be, depending on the angle. You know, you were able. You got your guy. You got your guy. Like it was, it was definitely Scott Hall, um, and it was wild because I, I was at a, I was at a brewery that's out here in uh, Sunnyside, Queens, and they play like uh, TNA all day. <laughs> like there's a a channel. I think it's uh, I think it's probably like on on Pluto or, or something. They literally just show nothing but TNA matches like all day. And there was an old match, uh, I believe, was a uh, surrender. He's he's out here wrestling the truth for the oh, uh, yeah. He's main event slot. He's he's wrestling the truth. That's to tell you how old truth is. My man, K quit. K quit exactly when he was out here being uh, the roadie, aka you know Road Dogs, you know side boy at at the early WWF style. Um. You know, and I was looking at it, I was just like, yo, like, this is, this is, like, good shit. I think it was, like, that transition, obviously, after WCW, before he kind of just came back to for his second run uh, with uh, Connecticut. And I, was, <laughs> and I was just like, yo, like, this was, it was, a, it was a pretty good match. But I was, like, wondering, I was like, you know what, I don't recall him really being for these matches like that. I think he, he might have had one with... Um, Bret Hart, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Bret talked about that like a two days ago. Um, I don't know if it was a SummerSlam or um, can't or a Royal Rumble, but I remember, and it was a, and it was a really good match too. I I think it's I, I want to say like that match was probably like top five for him. Like that was probably like one like definitely top five that I could remember. But he's always been like the that top. There's been a, a really good top heel could be the anti you know hero, and it just worked. You didn't need to. It wasn't. And there's very few guys that I that I can honestly say like they don't really need to have that that title to to put them over. You know, you know, as a good like um example I can give when mm-hmm. you say that like present day um Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Orton, honestly, he he—you don't need to put a title on on Randy Orton to be like, you know what? But he always gets it, and it's always nice when he has it too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's and usually like, a nice little transitional run that he has. Yeah, and like like also like the Miz, like the Miz, you know, he don't got even though he did have the main title. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's the Miz is the Miz. That was like for me. That, Same thing with uh, with Bray Wyatt. I think he was that guy. Like you didn't. He finally got it. Okay, cool. But you didn't need to place a bell on him to to make this guy a main attraction to to feel like you needed to put him over. I was reading a video. I was watching a video yesterday, and they asked the question that you said. T. They asked Kevin Nash this question though. Like I guess a few years ago. Like why wasn't um oh Scott why Scott didn't get a run. Yeah, and then he was like, to be honest, like Chris said, he's like he didn't need it, and yeah. I felt they he said he felt like like Scott didn't even want it, like he he was more yeah. comfortable with putting people over. 
and he wasn't he wasn't a, he said this is what he said he said Scott is the least marked wrestler ever like he did yeah. not care about the the politics of nope. of having the belt like he cared more about the paycheck I think, I think and the lifestyle said, yeah no it, it was more like he just he loved the business like he was like I don't I don't need to do all of this stuff like for some guys it it, it matters yeah he he mentioned like uh like Eric Bischoff being mad son of having WCW and Chris Jericho was getting hot and then he made Chris Jericho look good in the match and then Bischoff cursing him out yeah. why he did that and he's like you don't see these you don't hear the crowd like they yeah. this guy like let's put this guy over and stuff like that perfect example um the time he fought uh Austin yeah like oh we, we jump into 18 I mean, we can fashion no. forth, you know, but okay. No, because I was gonna since we were on the WCW <laughs> run, I was yeah. gonna say, my, I know people hate it, but for the crazy batshit, like realistic approach, and just like crash TV finish, the taser on Goldberg is like an all time oh yeah all time finish to me, man. <laughs> I don't care what nobody fucking says like that. Him being like. Um, first disguised as like a security guard, and yeah. then just to pop out of the blue in a movie shot with the arm and the taser, like that shit. I know people are like, "How can go?" But like, but that shit is genius. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's an old time moment. <laughs> You're like, like what? It, 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 the crazy thing is like, I could never envision that not being the finish to this match. Like some, like some, like some craziness just to end it. You kind of had to. That was when Goldberg, Oldberg was hot, and you needed to somehow give a a reasonable, um, really a, a reasonable way to get the title off for him and make that transition. It brought mm-hmm. heat to Nash. Mm. You know, like, what did you needed to do? That's how you did it. Yeah, because nobody wanted to see him go down clean once. No. Yeah, you couldn't go, especially for the first loss of the Goldberg streak. He couldn't go down clean. Yeah, you know, that's got to keep that mystique. Yeah, that's why streaks are, are real tricky because when they finally lose, you know, you gotta you gotta do it the right way. And a lot of people, a lot of people thought like, oh, that's just a you know the NWO being selfish, and they're they're taking the spotlight, and they're they're really kind of like poisoning the you know WCW. And I'm just like, if you really look at it, that was. The the only way you could have really have done that, and in a realistic way. That's why I love I love that finish so much because of how realistic it is. Yeah, it's a heel move. Like you needed to do that. Yeah. Oh. You know, my man showed up. I still just again yeah, still remember like it was yesterday. My man showed up with his Canadian tuxedo, um, denim vest and jeans, and he is like, "Hey, yo." <laughs> He's like, you may know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that was you had, you know, the iconic bash at the beach moment. Hogan finally pulled the heel move. Mm-hmm. The leg drop is dropped, and then um, what's the um, Henny? He's like, I knew all along. <laughs> I knew he was an op all along. <laughs> Uh, and, the, and the fucking trash fills the ring. Yeah. <laughs> we need more trash in wrestling. 
<laughs> we, we need more trash in the crazy room. with the crash. <laughs> they get, that's why I used to love it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a I mean, random Monday night nitro. They going crazy with the trash. Yo, it used to be bad. Like, I remember uh, soda cups being thrown at people. No, I think I think even after like the the big promo after the 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 turn the reveal, I think somebody caught like Hall like right in the face with one. Yeah, he stood straight. Yeah, on. he played it off full cool. He got hit, and I remember he takes his hands and he wipes his hair, slicks it back, and plays it cool. <laughs> oh man, you know, so yeah, yeah, I want to go into the the road to to eighteen. There you go. Yeah, we can because I, I was to leading up to that. I was gonna say like for like a what if question, like what if Scott never left and he was like to able to relish in the attitude error, like as we saw fit. Like you think we would have saw like a more um, drastic take on the character, or like no, you no. would have got a new one. No, um, it would have it would have been ex- the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this the way everything went down, the way it did. Them going over jumping ship to, uh, you know, the Turner brand, it needed to happen. There was no way that I don't think WWF would have been around today if it wasn't for if the I stretches. I'm about to say that's crazy. Like if he hadn't, him and Nash haven't left, didn't leave. You saying they will not be in operation to this day? No. Wow, that's crazy. Um, who knows how long? It would have been around. I think, I, I who knows? I might not even be a wrestling fan till this day, if that wasn't the case. Like it boosted, it helped boost everyone's game up because yeah. WCW came in. You have the NWO. It's cool. It's it's the thing that you know. Cody from the suburbs is out here flashing too sweet. And it's like, oh man, this is cool. This is edgy. <laughs> yeah, because um, ninety six, even ninety seven, like WWE, they wasn't making a profit. They were they were doing yeah. fucking small shows in in Birmingham, Alabama, in yeah, these small coliseums. Yeah, they didn't really get into like the black into like probably like before they went public ninety eight, ninety nine. I was about to say, I feel like that's that was like the real turning corner because they at least got like two years of like big profits. Yeah, because it, it was it was looking real, like real bad. You know, it was looking bad when they had to call like Ultimate Warrior back to like get a pop from ratings and stuff. Yo, it was like I remember the the fucking trash gimmicks that they had. Again, uh, Mantar. That's you know like that was something I I can still fucking remember. Uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. You had Adam Bomb, the Godwins. Mama the Patriot. Yeah, I remember the fucking Patriot. Angle's original. Got the original uh, theme song. You still, I think you still had Doink. <laughs> um, who I believe is it's so underrated. Uh, that's a, that's for a different conversation. Uh. It was not. It was. It was very hokey. You know, we oh. still had the Brooklyn Brawler, uh, the Bushwhackers. Whew. Um. Yeah, like I'm. I'm in the end. Of, I just yesterday I was watching the and last episode of Raw for '97. 
Yeah. And the roster like a year ago in ninety six compared to ninety seven, like night and day. <laughs> it's like night and day. It's like they got rid of the whole J V team. Yeah. Kept all the key guys and just the the mid cards look way better. Like it was a it was a major shape up. And that's why I said like if he never made if him and Nash never made that jump. Um, professional wrestling would not be what it is today. And I'm talking about in every single aspect, um, financially, um, and even just the creativity product-wise, we would not have that. We would not have a Stone Cold. We wouldn't have I was about, The Rock. Like, like, real shit, because I get what you mean, because it's like, as fans and also these companies, they are trying to, like, in a way, recreate that lightning in a bottle of that NWO. <laughs> like, all these companies are trying to do that. And you can't. You gotta. You gotta. Sometimes that's why I'm a firm no, no, no. believer. I, I don't mean like. I don't mean like making the NWO, but like no, every but I, company just, is trying to make that that linchpin moment of a gimmick to yes. have something. I get what you mean. That's you real know, shit. Yeah, like it stepped everyone's game up. Everyone uh, created. Re- I want to say relatable characters. It became more adult. Like people were able to be like, okay, I can realistically see a pimp. Um, you know, being in a professional wrestling, showing up with uh his lady pals, as opposed to, so you're this wannabe UFC fighter, Mustafa. Who are you? Like, it's not relatable. Yeah, it it went hand in hand with like the Jerry Springer era too. Yeah, it it, Crash TV. Yeah, yeah, like it's like oh, this is what like. Your crazy next door neighbor, yeah. Like you oh, know, you wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have that. So, a lot of people are like, oh, what if you know we would have. We would never have had. We st- we still would have had Razor. You know, a couple of you know baby face. I search to to heel turn, but we would have. We would never get to see um, that edgy side of wrestling and a lot of the key, big key moments. That we have come to know till today. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Um, like, and if they didn't leave, and like, they the company would have went belly up. Yeah. It would have been Vince's worst nightmare because they would have turned regional. Like them TV deals would have yeah. flamed out, and it would have been Vince's worst nightmare because he would have just been just like the NWA territories yeah. and all that stuff that he hated. And WCW would not be talked about at the time. It was still kind of like, and for what you said, Malcolm, like it, I think it would have been reviewed as okay. WCW is kind of like the new age NWA. Their their big their big signing was having uh, Hogan. That was like a huge thing. It was a it was a place of of baby faces. There wasn't really many of those like big heels, you know, apart from. Maybe having a, a Ric Flair, but it was oh, like, all right, you have to. Like, and, and let's be honest, like when Hogan went to WCW, obviously it was a big get for them, but that yeah. character and the era we was in in life at that time, it was corny. Like, yeah, we were proud of that. Hokey, you know, eat your, your vitamins and you say, your, say your prayers and all that shit. That's why when the turn happened, everybody was like, oh, shit. It was, <laughs> yeah. Like, now we talking. Like, now you're They're like, ooh. It was oh, like I compare I compare that turn at the Bash of the Beach to like TV, like when the Sopranos first came on. Like people was like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" Like that was the that was like the biggest shock 
No, nah, that's what, that's what I, was, I was about to say. That's what I was like. That was like give what I was about to say earlier. Like you want you and trying to create these moments where you can't wait to like tune in. Because mm-hmm. I would say the last time I've really been invested in a wrestling program was the Summer of Punk. Like that can't miss. Like not even the whole Summer of Punk, but maybe that two weeks. Um, him coming back. Yeah, like you, it was now nah, I get what you because even I was at, also at a time to put in proper context that wasn't watching wrestling at that time. Like that was when Raw and Nitro was going head to head, so you had to flick your channel back and forth to see which promo was the hottest. You are gonna stay there if this match mm-hmm. is better. You are gonna stay on this channel. Yeah, some people was lucky with picture and picture, but it yeah. was literally one one channel. Who, yeah. who you picking? And if you if you were in a house with like your cousins and all that, and somebody be like, be a, a WCW guy more, like, ah, right, we gonna watch Nitro. Yeah. Uh, let's wait till this going commercial. I right, flip it over to Raw. It was it was it was a tough time with that. It was like okay, like I it was not like no DVR. It was no man, ain't no streaming service, ain't no Peacock. No. <laughs> like I, you. You either were pro against. I'm out here fucking flipping in between. Like, all right, cool. Let me just let me see what let me see what's the next spot on this match. Like, but like, that's what it was. Yeah, that's why I wanted people say like wrestling wars. And I was like, this ain't no war. You could watch any show any day. And, you know, you could you want to watch it. You could watch it now. Back then, it was like no, no you, you got to nah. This it. that that AEW NXT that wasn't a war. That was like that Dave Chappelle on yeah. that Friday night sissy fight. Yeah, because even then, <laughs> like even you could you could. Go DVR, whatever the case, or watch it on the network. If like, it's no network, there, dog. Like, you gotta watch this now. Imagine a go home and show. no internet. Yeah, no, not not really like a prevailing internet. So it wasn't like you catching it on clips on YouTube. You gotta nah. catch it from your boy. The conversations the next day. You had to. I had Nitro, and then like there's a go home like WWF event, and you you caught the lemon right there. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, you had to. You had to like maybe squadron through the mini dirt sheets back in the days. Wait to the the you know go to your local video store. Wait for that that new video to come out. Like I need to watch this, um, or listen to or like read those pro wrestling magazines. That was like the only way. The only way. The only way. But like Scott Hall, um, I think from. I think from one of from my generation, our generation, I would say he is definitely one of the most influential um, wrestlers. Honestly, apart from from Hogan, Hogan was that '80s big broad. Um, you know, you had Flair in like the '70s. Same thing with Andre. But I, I want to say, like in the '90s, like. People knew who who Scott Hall was. Everyone, you know, thought it was like, oh, Razor Ramon. You talking about the uh, the Spanish Cuban guy? <laughs> oh, we know, we know who he is. Like, I saw this past week. People that I was just like, yo, how, what you know about Razor? Yeah, like, there's like, oh, I remember when I used to watch with my grandmother. <laughs> Everyone's grandma back in the days was watching WWF. And they just and they just even you seen like The Rock was talking about it like yesterday. He was like, you know, he I guess when they had their little as we're gonna talk about in a few doing the 18 thing, he was like, Yo, you know, I got a chance to speak to him and told him how much you know my style, you know, because he was a big athletic guy. Yeah, like and then he was like, Damn, I ain't know that I inspire you like that. Like, of course, like yeah, you see a lot of guys over the week talking about that. 
like even sometimes like randomly i know one thing i there's a there's there's two things that i i can always say that i still do very randomly um <laughs> and I, I always catch myself and that's doing the uh the mr perfect uh swat your your gum out mm -hmm. and the uh the infamous uh razor ramon the surfer walk <laughs> and then you can't forget when every time before we record on here the first thing we say is what hey yo hey mm. yo you know so soon as that like when i when he, the passing happened that that's the first thing i thought like when we about to record the pod like me and chris always come on like hey yo hey yo And it's just crazy. We're going to get into 18, like how much the business changed from when him and Hall was there to when they came back in 02. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because that's the funny. Uh, 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 I would say because that's the, the real funny part, like you just said, the people that left and then seeing them come back into a, a vastly different world into like what Chris said, a world they helped create because they made the competition so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the infamous um segment in the back when they see the rock for the first time, which they, also like um that whole beginning of the run um was like very cool with um Chris jokes around with, with Vince McMahon and the poison. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also them coming out on no no way out. I remember, like I said, because literally um like I said, this is that was like my first introduction to like Scott Hall. As a wrestler, I didn't even know he was Razor Ramon because he was X'd out from like the the history. That, like growing up, they never brought up Razor Ramon. Um, and now when he left, I understood why. So it was just like, who is this dude? And with this fucking little headband and shit. But I remember like that No Way Out with two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, two thousand two. They 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 sold the fuck out of it because like the fates aligned. It was NWO. As the as the initials and that was their event. I remember they they hyped that shit up as big. They was like, "Yo, coming back to WWE, Hogan, Hall, Nash." Yeah, that was then, back when uh, they were showing SmackDown on UPN. Yep, mm. <laughs> mm, the good old days. Try to get those last minute buys. It was like Sunday, and then yeah. whoa. I mean, like, this like, is the, the urban people network. This is how we gonna get the minorities. <laughs> uh, nah, high key, like, that's off topic, but black people, we, I feel like we should be, like, shareholders of SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown is the black people show. Yeah, that, that's the, that's definitely, like, the black and brown show, because them, the Mexicans, when Eddie was on there, right? The Mexicans. <laughs> My man's had them coming in in fucking lawnmowers. Vince is like, really? oh, the Vince, oh, oh, the, the Mexicans, they like Eddie? Oh, yeah, we got to get him on. Yo, you yeah. know, it's, I, I, can I honestly say this again? Because I know we're sidetracking on this. But you, like, you, I think you literally hit something on this. Because I remember a lot of the wild shit during that, the UPN era, happened on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown, SmackDown was... Like, really, if you look at it, like, especially that SmackDown 6 era, that shit was watched by predominantly a lot of black people, man. Yo, yeah. you got, you you had the Mexicals, you had a lot of this shit. Not even just black people, like what Malcolm said, like, minorities. That was the minority yeah. show. That was the, min I guess, because it was on, like, not cable TV. That's all we had. 
And you know who's the minority show when like Cardi B when she talks about wrestling, she always goes back to that era. Yeah, (laughs) that's the hood era. Stone Cold, the Razor Ramon, you know. Still, I still never forget when that was the same the same time and era when we saw JBL um at the border of Mexico uh Mexico watching the Mexican cross the border and he out here stalking it was like hey hey go back to your country. Which would never be it, but, I, but it's funny, like with SmackDown, because like that was like my first um glimpse of Scott Hall, and I think you brought up the promos when they're walking backstage, integrating themselves with the with the roster. Yeah, and those two promos with the Rock, obviously because they were setting up the the build for WrestleMania, but those promos with the Rock and um Stone Cold are literally classic backstage promos. And we got to take into proper context. That match wasn't the the whole Austin match was just supposed to happen. Austin was supposed to face Hogan, and Hogan was supposed to go over on Austin. Austin didn't want it, mm. so they gave the match to the Rock. So that led to the Scott Hall um Austin match. Who, by the way, I sold sold the shit out of that stunner. Which which is which is which is very true. I know Austin is like, yo, he ain't coming in here and beating me at WrestleMania unless this shit making sense. Yeah, and it's crazy because the Rock still won the match. <laughs> nah, but you know Hogan definitely wanted to go over. And as Austin, as as the man of the 90s, he could not lose to the man of the 80s. I'm sorry. I feel like that 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 those two sentences make why that couldn't it couldn't happen. Yeah, nah, he was like, nah, I ain't taking a dive here. Give that to Rock. I mean, you had to. There's no way you could have told me Hulk Hogan was going over, and it really became because uh, at that point, obviously, Rock came in as a baby face, Hogan came in as a heel, and. Surely enough, like the way that match started, it just seemed like everyone flipped and everyone was just like, yeah, "Oh no!" It, it it was a double turn. <laughs> the infamous double. But I'm th- I'm trying to think. Like I I think, uh, but you know, '90s people was thinking different. But that would have been a crazy ass match. Like because Hogan was still he could still move like WrestleMania 18. Like you could still somewhat get a like, good match out of Hogan. So yeah, how can we forget the legal leg drop? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating move. <laughs> oh man! But yeah. they, they, I think they missed out on that. Like, I, like we got Rock and Hogan. That's iconic. But man, like White in, like in his prime, Steve Austin versus a return in Hulk Hogan. I think that's really probably one of the biggest programs they missed out on. Or and Lord, they haven't done. Yeah, it was like yo. I mean, sometimes, like I said, you know, like sometimes things just happen for a reason. No, it just happens for a reason. And like you said, that shit gave us because I always thought the Rock and Scott Hall match was like very entertaining. Because who who did Kevin Nash got got that that card? He got Triple H, right? No, no, it was um, a handicap match. Yes, he had the handicap match. Are we talking about WrestleMania eighteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Wait, no, no, no. They kept it. Wait, matter of fact, they kept the whole Austin. Maybe he heard his quad. Yeah. Because I remember Nash was involved and he did a run in during the Nash, during the Hall and uh, Austin match. Yes, I think he was on the shelf. You're right about that. He, I don't, yeah, I don't think he had a. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because I remember him doing the um, Rock match. They wanted to come out. 
for Hawks that nah, I got this one on my own. Yeah, yeah. He he was just he was there as like a um just someone who was outside, but he didn't really have a a match because I remember uh, Triple H at the time he had the match with uh, with Jericho. That was that was, uh, that was his redemption. That was the yeah. match. Which ultimately, yeah. ultimately, like Chris Jericho said, that should have never been the main event. Because after that match happened with Rock and Hope, that's everybody was thinking about. They did not care about the main event after that. Because, you know, traditionally, you win the, the Rumble. You get yes. the main that's, event. That's, that's, that's the main event, and sometimes it's going to end up happening. You know? And then I was going to say, well, um, with the WrestleMania 18, that he didn't really do much. I think he got hurt, and then it led, like, right into the, like, the plane rider from hell. Ugh. And then his, like, Eventual release yeah. from the company. Wait, wait, can, can we can we go back before eighteen? The raw, mm-hmm. it was like two rolls before eighteen. What they did to the Rock? <laughs> no, we not we not talking about how they try to cripple Rock. Yo, I thought Rock was dead. We Yo, all I, did. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, I was like, Yo, not the Rock. <laughs> But that's right there. That goes to show you The Rock. Another star wouldn't do that. Another star wouldn't. The Rock was so given. Like, he would do that. Like, you're not going to see Austin get his ass whipped like that. What you mean? Like, have a truck, like a car ran into you? Yeah, like that whole segment. The Rock would, like, only but, The Rock would. But, but he, he was given. like, he was, like, protected, though. Like, the shit was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, was... I'm not saying that. It was oh, a, yeah. I'm saying, like, The Rock is so much of a giver. Like he would do stuff. Oh, they were like, like, "Oh, you, you ain't, you ain't gonna fucking drive a a sixteen wheel on my candy ass." Fuck that type shit. I don't think that was before. Was that really before Mania? Was that the yeah, time that was during No Way? Was that not during uh, No Way Out? Mm, that was before Mania because No Way Out they were they were trying to play the goody two shoes like they weren't gonna do nothing. Yeah, and then the Rock was like that backstage scene. Like he, he, like had he kept, out. yeah, he kept, he kept like antagonizing him and shit. Like I think he offered him like a beer one time. He was like, "Oh, Scott, you can you want to drink?" He was like, "Uh, no." Mm. But either way, that 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 whole scene, they beat the shit out of Rock. <laughs> the Rock in the NWO. For yeah, we also need more. Like, um, yeah, we'll talk about not regular podcast, but for life. Yeah, shout out to Scott, man. Like, like go, going back, like, he definitely had, like, one of the most storied. He put his time in the business. Yeah. And it definitely showed with the, the news of his passing and, like, the, like Chris said, even people who don't really fuck with wrestling was throwing up rest in peace. Because yeah. they, 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 they always fuck. Like, Scott Hall was just, like, the, the people's people. The cool guy, man. Nobody was cooler. Him and Nash. Yeah. Like they wasn't just cool wrestlers, they was cool guys. So everything they gonna do is gonna be cool. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, cool, yeah, that's what's up. They we seen today, not to you know, oh, back in my day, but some people just try to be cool, and it's like, nah, you just not a cool guy. So you know, you trying to be a cool wrestler. It just the cool you know, ain't anything. You know, we all know people that's cool. It's just like, yeah, you're not cool. You know, not everybody could be Orange Cassidy nowadays, but yeah, like you, like what my man Carlito said. That's not cool. He's like, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. And then uh, a nice tidbit I seen the first match that Hole had in a row was actually against Carmelo's father. Oh, shit. So I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot Carmelo is like a second generation wrestler. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, okay. Say, huh? Interesting. Like, hey, yo, Chico. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my man Nash, though. Yeah, I know he going. I know the click on fucking Triple H already just survived one heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, it's like I, mean, I see Nash post that picture on the ground. Hey, like, like damn. He's like, like you got this was my this was my dude. Like, I've known this guy. F- I've spent more time with him with uh, than anyone in my own family. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is it's gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah, cause that's that's why. Like, and then you had the uh, you know like I know uh, Sean Waltman. You know he was like the he was like that uh, like the the annoying brother that your mom told you was like you got to bring him along with you. Yeah, you know <laughs> he was he was that he was that guy you know with DX and the NW. It's like you got to include your little brother. Or you won't go out. You're like, oh, take him with us. Yeah. Um, you know, like they they were they were definitely hurt. Yeah, and then Sean had to do the show the next day. NXT. I know they were like, damn. So I guess this is this is not good. But ultimately, like we said before, like I know that something like that Triple H, because you know Triple H has always been like sort of the designated driver out of the click. Yeah. Like that's a day that. For a long time, he dreaded like one of my guys might be leaving soon. I think, and this is kind of just going back to what we were talking about earlier. Like they, they were all mentally prepared that Scott Hall was, you know, was doomed to pass to, to pass like 10, 15 years ago. They're just like we were so afraid for him that I think they even at one point, I think it might have been Nash is like. I'm I'm to a point where I'm so scared, and I'm already accept the fact that at any given moment he's going to be leaving us soon. That they already picked out his, you know, a suit for for his funeral. Damn. Like that's that's literally how it how it was. Like he, you know, he went down, you know, a, a very terrible path, and it's really, you know, like we've all been blessed. He's been blessed. He's like, you know, like I, I came out of that, and he's been, he's been good since he got a, a second win in life. Yeah, you know, I'm about to say because there was there's reports too, like even on his, um, somebody retweeted it, but I think he had like a little loop with like a Florida circuit, and he said the, um, the students like drove him around, but he made sure to pay for like the um gas and meals because he said that's what vets are supposed to do. So, like, like Chris said, like. He knew he he was trying to like make amends and become a better person, and he he was doing that. So as long as he had, yeah, I'm in shock. wild. Wait, um, little closing thoughts and. I mean, we laid it out. We laid it all out on the mic. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was definitely um rest in peace to Scott Hall. There will never be another Scott Hall. Uh, like you said, because he was so authentic, he was himself, and when you're that, nobody can duplicate it. Nope. Like we'll def- we won't have another person, but his imprint has been well documented and is 
all over the place. So it's like, well, he he'll he'll always be around. Yeah, that's low. That's that's pop culture right there. Like, there you go. That changed pop culture. That changed a whole lot of things, right? Yes, we was pop culture. Yep. No, but it was uh, it was definitely uh, it was a hell of a ride. Another hell of a ride. Thank you, Scott, and um, send condolences to his family at this time. We go home, boys. Hey, hey yo. yo. <laughs> we out. Rest in peace, Razor. <laughs> <laughs>